You're listening to The Kin Podcast, episode number uno. I'm Marcela Chamorro, and in this episode, I'll share what this podcast is all about, the one unexpected thing that brought me closer to God and helped me finally understand the term, quote-unquote, unconditional love. So this is the Kin Podcast, a podcast about love. And I'm not talking about relationships, dating, marriage kind of love, even though that is also included. I'm talking about love we give to anyone, your kids, your friends, your coworkers, the person in front of you in line at the supermarket. I'm talking about just general love. I'm your host, Marcela Chamorro. And if you don't know me, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. And there's really so many ways to go about that. So I guess most people would start with what I do. I'm a photographer, a podcaster, writer, marketer, public speaker, entrepreneur. I mean, all kinds of things in just the past 10 years of my career. But if I go by what I am, a wife, a mom to two young, beautiful boys, one four, the other one one, about to turn two. I'm a seeker, a believer, a daughter, a sister, a deeply, deeply involved friend. <laughs> Just ask my circle of trust. I could maybe smother them with my concern. <laughs> um, and what about what I like? I'm a queen addict, or let's be honest, a Freddie Mercury-obsessed fangirl. Second place goes to Harry Styles. I'll wear all the things made well. Anything they make, basically, I'm obsessed with. For over 10 years, I've exercised a few times a week, mostly here at home, just because it makes me feel all kinds of badass. And recently, editing photos has become my happy place. Um, I mean, I could go on and on back to 1986 when I was born and start there, but this isn't really about me. Uh, this is about you and why you're here. I'm not sure why you're listening to this first episode of the Kin Podcast, but I'm extremely grateful. And something has brought you here. You might be wondering why I created this thing called Kin. Well, a few years back, I started a podcast called Process about creativity and entrepreneurship, which I'll share more about some other time. But that podcast petered off when I was hit by debilitating morning sickness with my second child. And while I recorded that podcast, while I had that podcast and worked on it, I adored it. I reveled in recording it, editing it, sharing it, interviewing some of my favorite people on the planet for that podcast, getting to know more people on the planet. It was a passion project. And lately, I've been feeling like, yo, I want more of that. <laughs> I miss that. So, but over these past few years since then, and starting a little before that podcast even started, something started changing within me. And I've started enjoying different kinds of conversations. I mean, talking about business and creativity is still fun, but I've been feeling drawn to conversations on spirituality, love, parenting, grief, life. I mean, the true human experience unfettered by money and ambition. My identity has slowly slipped from the grips of achievement and settled into a more relaxed, peaceful space called God. 
some of my friends make fun of me for always wanting to have like quote unquote deep talks, but I can't help myself. It's the kind of conversation I most want to have. Distilling things down to, you know, what is your life like? How do you experience life? Can I help improve it? And sharing that same stuff with my friends about me. Getting curious about the intricacies of the human spirit is a topic I'll never, ever tire of. And I find I always feel lighter afterward. Remarkably, usually so does the other person. I mean, after I leave an event or a friend date uh, or whatever, I very often get text messages thanking me for whatever exchange we had. And I started thinking to myself, what if I could have more conversations with more people like this more often? And so this is Kin, a podcast about love, about the spirit, about raising beautiful souls, about the fact that no matter who you are, no matter what you do, at the root of it, we are all one. We are all one family, one kin, kindred spirits in one way or another. This podcast celebrates that kindred feeling, hopefully sprouting more of it, celebrating the love we have for ourselves and for others, our kin. In a recent episode of the On Being podcast, uh, Krista Tippett interviewed Myra Kalman, who created various New Yorker covers, amongst other things. And she shared the reason behind her art. And she said, I save myself. I help other people live. And that's basically my greatest ambition in life, to help other people live. In some, in this case, some wonky smartphone-powered audio transmission podcast kind of way, at least for now. To share with you a little bit about my faith journey, I mean, I'm no expert. Don't expect from this podcast knowledgeable teaching about all things faith or parenting. Expect more real everyday musings, you know, my experiences, my thoughts, and sometimes conversations with people who have inspired me along my journey. And, you know, Harry Potter style, we're used to, I solemnly swear I am up to no good. But I'll say right now, I solemnly swear I will never tell you what to do. I raise my right hand here in this empty office while both my children are off with other people far, far, far from this microphone. And promise to never tell you right from wrong or give you advice, but only share my experiences and tell my stories. I hope you draw from them love and hope and belonging, but never judgment. Homesteads, I really don't have this any more figured out than you do. I'll give you an example. The Bible is a mystery to me. <laughs> I haven't been in a Bible study or anything of that sort, but I'm reading it myself now. For a long time, though, that discouraged me. Like, how can I talk about spirituality if I have no formal knowledge of it? But then I came across this beautiful quote that changed my view completely. Father Carl Rahner of the Society of Jesus says, Knowing God is more important than knowing about God. And that changed my life because I realized that knowing about all things religion, knowing about all things Bible or what day today is and what it means and what the mass today is for and which day is St. Joseph and like all of these details that other people seem to know that I don't shouldn't discourage me uh, from my journey. 
And my hopes for this podcast come from another quote that changed my life. Marianne Williamson wrote in A Return to Love, one of my very favorite books, the following. All human behavior is one of two things, either love or a call for love. I mean, and not only do I wish for you to, over time, start identifying more of what each interaction you have truly is, like, is your friend trying to make you feel bad, or is she really just trying in a weird way, calling for more love from you? Um, I hope it'll guide you to more loving interactions with everyone that you meet. If I could help anyone, just one person, do that, then I mean like hashtag goals, right? So this Kin podcast will be a weekly podcast, at least at first. Most episodes will be of me talking, workshop style, less than 20 minutes, because who has the time, right? But I'll soon start looping in some of my favorite minds for interviews and chats about all things love and spirituality and faith and life. And those will make as long and glorious as they deserve to be. <laughs> so that's a little bit about, about me, about the podcast, and what you can expect from it. Now, today I said I wanted to share with you about one unexpected thing that brought me closer to my faith. And this honestly was very unexpected. And it was becoming a parent. When I, I was 28, when my first child was born, I was born in a Catholic into a Catholic family. And, you know, we always went to Mass on Sundays, but I never truly experienced faith up until becoming a parent because there were so many pieces of my faith that I was able to finally understand and live out. So, for example, Catholicism talks about sacrifice. And what happened is I had never truly experienced sacrifice. Now, growing up in a very, very well-rounded, loving family, I never really had to experience sacrifice. And I grew up, honestly, a little bit on the selfish side. Um, I think that the majority of us have a lot of selfishness inside. And becoming a parent kind of forced me to see that. And not only did it force me to see it, but it also forced it, at least part of it, out of me. Still a selfish person, but definitely not as much as I was back before the children were born. So for example, you know, I'm used to sleeping as many hours as I need. I'm used to, you know, doing what I want when I want it, eating what I want when I want it, and then introduce a crying newborn who needs to have milk whenever they say they need milk and is getting up at all hours of the night and needs help falling asleep and needs honestly all the help they can get because they can't survive on their own. And I was forced to give myself for the other, or for in this case, the baby. And it forced myself not only to give myself, but to experience that on the other side of that sacrifice or on the other side of me giving myself was joy. And I had never wrapped my, I couldn't wrap my mind around that concept before until I had children. Then I was like, so this is what they're talking about. Um, and it just clicked for me. And also, I never, I never truly understood how much 
God loves us. And you know, I know in theory, God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. Everybody tells you God loves you. But no matter how many times I heard it, I couldn't internalize it. And then when I had children, I was, you know, holding my baby. And as they grow and all of these things, new things happen and they start speaking and they start running and they start showing affection and all of these things that happen with children, your love just, it seems like it can't grow anymore, but it does. Um, And one day it occurred to me, you know, I love my children so, so, so much. So much that like I could cry, so much that it's scary, so much that it is hard to explain to another person. You know, they say that, I, I, I always heard from my parents, like, you don't know how much I love you. You'll understand when you have kids. And that's 100% true. <laughs> I've never loved another person as much as I love my kids, right? And then it occurred to me, could this be how much or how God loves me? Could this really be a preview of what God feels for me? Because I feel so much for these children. Is that how God feels about me? And I just mind blown, right? And I figure personally that, you know, my love for my kids probably doesn't hold a candle to them how much God loves us. So that also was a huge breakthrough in my journey. Um, I mean, if you don't have kids, sorry if this doesn't really connect. And this is not to say that you can't connect with God in, in these ways. If you don't have kids, by all means, like, no. For me, though, I just got it when I had my children. That's what it took for me. And I really think that God meets us where, we're, where we are. And so when I had kids, God was like, here, let me show you, <laughs> you know? And I, I'm obviously very grateful for that. You know, the kids were my key, I think. And everyone has different keys. Do I wish I had gotten my keys way earlier in life? Yeah, sure. But this is what God had in store for me. And so um, that's just something that it was really unexpected. It's just something that was super unexpected for me. I never expected children to come along with faith. Um, but that's kind of how it showed up in my life, just one big bundle. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that. And a big part of that is, you know, the quote unquote unconditional love. Now we've all heard about unconditional love over our lifetimes. And it's that mythical feeling that everyone talks about as the goal of every relationship, but it's really hard to actually feel. And the first time I really understood this mythical thing described as unconditional love was, you know, when I realized that no matter what my kids do or will ever do, I will always love them. Not one bit less, not one bit more. And I can legitimately say that whether my kids go to Harvard or end up as criminals, my love for them will not waver one bit. My my happiness, maybe. (laughs) My worry will definitely be different if they end up at Harvard or as criminals. But my love, I mean, it won't waver, not an inch. And that's something has, you know, that's something that has made all the difference in my parenting. I've started telling my eldest son, who's old enough now to understand, he's four. I'll tell him, I love you no matter what you say, no matter what you do. 
which he immediately like eats up like freaking cake. He turns to me every time I say it, gives me his entire, like his full attention and asks questions about it. And sometimes like I'll add more age appropriate explanations. So he's four. So I'll say something like, if you get mad, I still love you. If you are happy, I also love you. If you do well at soccer practice, I love you. If you decide to sit out the entire practice instead, I love you. If you're mean or nice, crying or laughing, no matter what, I love you. And he cannot get enough of it. He's even started saying it back to me, which is very cute. And most importantly, though, I follow through with it. I definitely am firm, but with them. But I try every day, and I think I succeed to show them that, uh, you know, I love you no matter what you are doing. Let's do a better job of trying to understand each other in this moment. Or even if what you're doing is dangerous or not allowed, let's, you know, take a moment to connect and, and in a very loving way, correct what's going on. And there's this quote that it's Thomas Merton, which I'm a big fan of, kind of explains this to me pretty concretely. And what he says is, now this is kind of a long quote, so stick with me. The beginning of love is the will to let those we love be perfectly themselves. The resolution not to twist them to fit our own image. If in loving them, we do not love what they are, but only their potential likeness to ourselves, then we do not love them. We only love the reflection of ourselves we find in them. I'm going to leave you with that today for this first episode of the Kin Podcast. And I really hope that it inspires you to interact with the world and everyone that you meet in a more loving and accepting way today. And I want to thank you so much for listening to the first episode of the podcast. And a very extra special thank you to my friend Mario Callejas for providing the music for the show. Check him out on Spotify. Now you're listening to my favorite song now, Yellow, but the rest of them are on Spotify and I hope you enjoy them. And thank you so much for listening. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you hopped on over to iTunes to rate and review the Kin podcast. It'll help more people find and enjoy the show as well. And I'll be ever, ever, ever so grateful. Thanks for listening. I'm Marcela. Stay tuned for the second episode of the Kin Podcast.